Hello and welcome to Southside Church Podcast. For information about our church located in Cape Town, South Africa, go and check out our website, southsidechurch.co.za. We trust that the message would inspire you today. Amen. Wow. Crazy to think about what God has done over this five-year period. I remember at the beginning of our journey, um, becoming Southside Church, that God anchored us in a verse from the Old Testament in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18, which says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. When God speaks of making a way in the wilderness, He's speaking of opening doors in the most unlikely places, such as when he opened the door to a mighty army formed from dry bones in a valley, or when he opened the door of salvation through the process of crucifixion. This is why the New Testament book of Revelation chapter 3, 7, speaking of God says, what he opens, no one can close, and what he closes, no one can open. This is how God does new things, by opening doors in the most unlikely places. And we felt a prophetic sense in those early days that this is what God was going to do through our church as described in Isaiah. Open doors of a new life to others. And it was then interesting that on the day that we officially became Southside Church, under the ordination of our former national leader, Pastor Donovan, could see, there might be a picture, uh, Pastor Donovan, he passed away recently, but we honor him and his wife, Patricia. And on that day, Pastor Donovan, the, the leader, the guy standing behind me in that picture, uh, who I, I learned from uh, from the moment I came to know Jesus. I would go to our meetings and I watched him preach and I said, God, I want to be like him. And here we were in this moment where he was ordaining us as the pastors in this church. And on that day, it was interesting that he wanted to give me a symbolic key. And so he gave me in that moment when they prayed a key. And he knew nothing at the time about how God had anchored us in the words from Isaiah about doing new things. But the key he gave me was God's confirmation that we would open new doors as part of our God-given destiny. Pastor Donovan gave me that key, symbolizing the anointing and appointing of God to the office of a shepherd, which is part of the legacy that he left. But it meant so much more than just that. Jesus said to his disciple Peter in Matthew's gospel, chapter 16, verse 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The keys here in the accurate understanding of the scripture are describing the ability to open and explain the gospel truths and a mission and a commission from Christ to make use of them. Matthew chapter 16 is then the point at which Jesus said to Peter that he would walk in God's authority and declare salvation through Jesus to the Jews and the Gentiles of the time. In fact, scripture tells us 
that as Peter then preached the gospel truth from that point with the keys of the kingdom, which we can assume was his spiritual gift, 3,000 people heard his message and they were cut to the hearts and it led them to salvation. The keys given to Peter opened doors of life for others. And that authority was not just his, but was also for all followers of Jesus as heirs in God's kingdom. And so too, that key is not just mine, it's yours. You see, we are given the authority to use the truth of the good news to extend God's kingdom around us and realign everything that comes against it. The key I was given on that day was not only a symbol for me, it was a symbol for each one of us. The key I was given was not just for me, but it was a symbol for each one of us. That's why the story we tell of all that God has already done in these five years is simply a weaving of the stories of Jesus working in the lives of individuals who in unity intentionally opened doors with the keys uniquely given to them by God. My life and your life. This is why Psalm 133 tells us that where God's people dwell together in unity, he commands a blessing. This is why Southside Church can tell such a blessed story of our five-year journey. Because in the personal lives of many, they have opened doors with the key God uniquely gave them. When I take the key given to me by God and intentionally use it, I open doors making room for significant destiny. And as we earlier heard, the keys describe the abilities to open and explain the gospel truths and a mission and commission from Christ to make use of them. Now, maybe you're sitting here hearing that and it sounds very Christian and like quite a hardcore expectation. Well, let me encourage you that you don't need to become an intellectual and ensure you can speak gospel truth as a preacher in order to do this. But you can contribute to the message of the gospel by using the key in your hand alongside others that make up the local church, which scripture refers to as Christ's body. You see, when we each play our part, the body of Christ is revealed to the world and the gospel truth isn't just spoken, it's seen through us in our unity as we each live out our personal stories. Jesus' words are recorded in John's gospel when he prays for us. And think about your personal life integrated into this community without trying to change who you are. It's just a matter of taking the keys God's given you. And Jesus prays in John 17, 21, and he says, praying for us, my prayer is that all of them us may be one, Father, just as you 
are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, the authority, the good news, and the key, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Here is the thought. Your key can make room in our story. Your key can make room in our story. The story of God's work in the lives of others through us. And Proverbs chapter 18, 16 tells us that a man's gift makes room for him. The room for the kingdom we've made over the past five years is a result of a group of individuals who each use their gifts in community, unlocking doors and opening opportunities for others with the key in their hand. They took the key of authority in Christ and like Peter used their gifts or brought their presence to serve others which made more room, increasing our influence for God's glory. God builds his church and he invites us to participate in his work with the unique gifts he's given us. And that means this, that if we are going to see God do greater things in the next five years of our story, it's, going to, it's not going to require harder work from a few It's going to require the participation of many with their unique keys because your key can make room in our story. And that doesn't mean using the last of your depleted energy to do church duties or forcing yourself to engage in services because you feel guilty or under obligation. Sometimes using the key of God's authoritative truth given to us as his children simply begins with one step in the right direction. Using the keys God's given you is about claiming your authority in Christ. It's about empowering yourself as a unique individual. And that means you can live your life intentionally with purpose instead of just going with the flow because of pressure. Jesus says, I invite you into a living relationship with me. And he doesn't just leave you. He says, hey, I give you the authority of my truth to speak and live out in every sphere of your life, no matter what you're going through. And therefore, if we're empowered with these keys of authority, it means that we are no longer victims to our circumstances, which in some ways sucks because it means we can't complain anymore. And I like that. It's like I want to blame someone and have a reason to fall apart. But Jesus says that he's given me his authority and his truth. And so I no longer have an excuse. 
I'm no longer a victim. And that's why Paul the Apostle uh, wrote the words in Romans chapter 8.35 where he explains who shall separate us from the love of Christ. And then he lists all these difficulties in the human experience like trouble, hardship, persecution. You can throw in there what you want. Depression, anxiety, a lack of money, losing a job, feeling like you're doubting your faith. He lists all these dangers and problems. And then right at the end, in the midst of all of this, he says, knowing all these things, you are more than conquerors through him who loved us. He's saying that even in circumstances of trouble, hardship, persecution, or danger, you are not a victim because you've been given the keys to the kingdom. You've been given the key of authority of the gospel truth, which tells me that even if the circumstances in my life story lead to death, it has no sting. So how can I lose? I'm living from victory, not for victory. Because he's given me the key. The key in your hand is to encourage you. And to give you the confidence to be intentional about your life. And your key can make room in our story. Even if it starts with just taking one step in the right direction. Many of us have already got involved in taking the key and serving. We have memories and we were giggling at some of what we saw in those moments where people shared because we've engaged in community. We've brought our presence and we've participated in the story. But some of us might be here and we haven't yet stepped out with the key in our hand. Maybe we've been here for a while but not taken any further steps to become part of the story. For you, you may be saying, yes, Jesus, I want to take that key. I, I, I want to be part of the story for the next five years. And you're going, but what do I do? I'm sitting here now. I want to do something. Where do I go to from here? And so if you're sitting here now and you're saying, I want to be part of that story with the key in my hand, I want to encourage you that right now in the pouch in front of you, if you're sitting in the rows, you will see this card in the pouch. Will you take this out? If you're going, I want to be part of this. I'm not. I want to, where do I start? Okay, I, I want to take my key and I want to be part of this story. If that's you right now, you can take this out of the pouch in front of you. And this little form is an invitation. Because so often we want to, we want to take a step in the right direction. We don't know where to start. And so we would love you to fill in just your contact and your name on this invitation so that we can connect with you and next Sunday evening, if it is you and you're going, I want to take a next step, I want to take the key in my hand, we will then have this contact information because you just fill your name and your contact and the number of adults attending and we want to have a meal with you next Sunday, 5 till 7.30. We'll have kids care here. So if you've got kids, bring them. They'll have a meal too. But we want to have a meal with you around the table 
And we want to connect with you and help you navigate a potential next step in starting somewhere with the key in your hand. If you're in this place and going, I want to be part of this. I want to take a next step. I acknowledge God's given me the authoritative key of the gospel. And I want to begin unlocking doors in my life and making room in the story of what God is doing in this community. And if that's you and you're going, I don't know where to start, we would love to connect over a meal and a conversation with you next Sunday and sit around a table and talk and help you explore, well, what starting point could you move from? And so I would love to invite you to join us for a meal and a connection, 5 till 7.30 next Sunday, right here. And you don't have to worry too much about remembering that. If you fill this card in right now and you just put it in back into the pouch, the end of the service, our ushers will go and they'll go through the pouches. They'll find your details. We'll contact you in the week. We'll remind you before next Sunday afternoon. And then we will meet together around the table, have a meal and navigate your potential next steps. Because your key can make room in our story. Over a period of 10 years, working at a local high school, there was a follower of Jesus called Laura who chose to take hold of the keys of authority given to her. And she committed to pray personally for specific families and people that she worked with. She didn't say, well, what can I do? She took the keys of authority and she said, in my workplace, the high school I work in, I can be praying for my colleagues and the people around me. And then between the years 1998 and 2000, she was praying specifically for a work colleague and her family and for their son who was now in the high school and off the rails. And she literally describes how As she became more aware of how wayward this young man was, it intensified her praise for him. And this was part of Laura's story. And taking the keys of authority. And she was using what she had where she was to serve others by praying for them. It might have even seemed a little insignificant but she showed up in the arena with what she had in the authority of Christ and she prayed for that family and that young man specifically. But her story would become one that went beyond herself. In his last year of high school, that wayward young man she had been praying for had a radical encounter with Jesus and began to follow a call into full-time ministry. That school was Fishhook High School, and that wayward young man was me, and Laura serves in this church on our finance serve team, and I have become her pastor, and her story and my story have become part of our story in which together we are making a difference beyond anything we could accomplish alone for His glory. Your courage to use the key in your own story becomes our story of God's goodness together, and that's what the church is about. 
So I ask you, what doors of opportunity may be waiting to be opened in the future of your story? What moments of celebration may lie ahead because of open doors in our story together? All that is required is that you intentionally take the key. And so I'm going to ask the ushers to hand out a container now. You're going to pass it down your rows. And we want to give you something as a reminder of the fact that throughout your life, you've been given the keys of Christ's authority.